Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 216. Corey216 says, listen to this episode, bitch. That's That's what you say. That's what you said. Yeah, you know, I've been walking around town just telling everybody that. Or you're getting your groceries, and you're like, 216. Corey216 says, listen to my podcast, bitch. Yep. It's, I only do it when I'm doing getting my groceries, though. Right, when you're buying fruit. Yeah, I have to be at the grocery store uh-huh. buying fruit. Buying, yeah. If or I, produce. If, fruit, fruit counts. If I don't have fruit or any sort of produce, mm-mm. I don't say it. Not when you're buying hot dogs, you don't say it. No. Mm. I don't even. I don't even talk to anybody. No, you don't. Cashier. Nobody. You look real scary. I look real scary. Just, just like the thugs we've seen in these movies we've been watching. I look just like them. At the, wow. When they were at the grocery store. Oh, no. That's how I look when I'm not buying produce or fruit. But when I'm buying produce or fruit, you look like a normal I talk guy. about the B-movie breakdown. Yeah. It's a weekly podcast. Of course you do. We find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. It's always at the end of every episode, so stay tuned for that. You can listen to this podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Yep. I, we don't have to list them anymore. Nope. So let's just say... Everybody knows them. podcasts now. Yeah. What's a podcast? Everybody knows. Is it... Maybe, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Am I on a podcast? One place we might be missing is YouTube. I don't upload the audio files to YouTube. Some people legit listen to podcasts I've been on meaning YouTube. to. I gotta do that. That's for, an extra step. You gotta yeah. put like a picture behind it and add it to a movie file. You do. You do. It's like that, it's it's extra steps. It's a little bit more that, that normal podcasts maybe not don't don't take sure these steps to do so. Uh, but we do have a YouTube channel. It's there. It exists. So let's advertise something with nothing. We on we, it. we should start making content. We should, we start. We're doing little. You know they would do like the sweeted videos. Remember Beacon Rewind sure. of movies. We could do little sweeted versions of the movies. I we just watched. want I just want you to buy some of those creeper glasses with cameras and yell at people when you're going to the grocery store buying your produce about Corey two sixteen. Corey two sixteen. This is my podcast. Now sign this disclaimer so I can allow you oh, to no, be posted. No, no, no. Oh wow, you want to get in trouble legally? Yes. Wow, well, then I am not a part of that. This Tr- is not my, my idea. That's when I start my new cast, Trouble Cast. <laughs> well, <laughs> Trouble Cast, huh? Don't like anything about Troublecast. Yeah, you shouldn't like anything about Not, Troublecast. It sounds like it's trouble. All the troublemakers are going to listen to Troublecast. All the troublemakers. All the troublemakers. It's going to be the number one troublemaker podcast <laughs> in the world. Oh my God, what? But that social media hasn't been set up yet. Why do I but encourage if you want to reach, any of this? If you want to reach this podcast on yeah, social media. At Troublemaker. At B Movie Breakdown on Instagram. Follow us there. It's where the most activity happens. Uh, you know, search B Movie Breakdown on Facebook and Twitter. Troublecast. Uh, uh, B Movie B and B Podcast at gmail.com If you want to email us, if you have a movie you want us to watch, uh, send a recommendations of movies on social media and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and mention a movie there. Or, but I really meant if you have a movie you made and you want us to watch. Uh, it seems in the anytime we've been contacted that way, uh, Instagram DMs. And emails are the best way. Did you to say about Instagram? That. Instagram. You said DMs. Instagram. Instagram DMs. Instagram and the facial book. And the facial book on the Troublecast. So, uh. Well, we just know. <laughs> so, if you want to contact us, we just don't know. You know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> yep. Okay. We're just all over the place. So, yeah, send us an email if you made a movie and you want us to watch that movie and talk about it on the podcast. We, we do that. We do so. Uh, we got one coming up soon in a few episodes that we were sent and we need to get to. Well, that's why we started listen, watching these, because Charles Bronson emailed us. Charles Bronson from the grave, that's, from beyond the grave. It was, it was, 
It was a it, he had he had a, it was a timed release. It's like Doc Brown shit. Oh man! Right? Wow, that's impressive. He didn't even know the podcast was going to exist yet. And he had it. He set. knew. He knew. He uh-huh. knew. We mm-hmm. didn't know. He knew. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of the game. He knew what podcasts were. He well, he didn't when he mm-hmm. died. That's crazy. So uh, you can listen to this podcast. Obviously, we just mentioned everywhere. You can listen to our other wrestling podcast, The Reversal. Everywhere you find podcasts at Reversal sure. on social media. Nick has another podcast. Yeah, Weird and Feared. We get podcasts on the Instagram and the Facebook at the same thing. Weird and Feared. Where we wear it and we fear it. Where you wear it and you fear it. I hope yeah. you said it on one of the most recent episodes. Not yet. That you recorded. Not yet. Recently. I, there's no. You got to work it in. You need, you need to casually say it so Zach almost doesn't like. Pay attention. I think it'd be offensive. <laughs> when I come on the podcast, I'll say it. Good, so then I can say you're dumb. And then I'll secretly tell Zach that you may say it. First. I'll send you back the trouble cast. <laughs> send me I'll when I'm on that show, I'll say that uh, you can introduce me for, as Corey from the trouble cast. I will, and then I'll also, <laughs> then then I will I will make you a new podcast called Sit in the Corner Cast because you're such a troublemaker. Cast? Ah, uh, no. Troublemakers don't sit in corners. You'll put your stupid dunce head on like an idiot? Oh my, that's fucked. That's offensive. It'll make you face the you corner? You want to talk about something that's offensive? Uh-huh. That's offensive. I'm yeah. not putting on a dunce hat. But uh, what I am doing is following you on Instagram to see that's all your nice. artwork. That's nice, thanks. At Scatterville Stories. That's cool. So check that out. Yeah, you can do and, that. And uh, this week's movie, we're continuing uh, our death miss. It's, uh, we're vi- getting another visit from jolly old Paul Kersey here on the B-Movie Breakdown with Death Wish 2. It's the best of the worst B-Movie Breakdown 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 Well, Paul Kersey Welcome to Rapecast <laughs> It oddly has been uh, after the Barbarian movies. Yes, yeah, straight into two movies with rape. Though we did, we ended the Barbarian movies with no rape. Phoenix the Warrior did not have any. I mean, it alluded to the fact that a man was just a sperm bank. True, so, so a man was being raped. Correct. Essentially. So still rape. I didn't realize that, I mean, the first one, yes. First Death Wish? Yes. Yeah. Understood yeah. that that was going to happen. This one... Oh, my God. I did not know that there was going to be more rape on top of more rape on top of more rape. Well, we had... I think there we, were three rapes. We had ground to cover. Yeah. Four. Four. Three? Four. Three. Daughter. Maid. Maid. And then that woman in the parking garage. And then who was the four? I think that was it. Just the three. All right. So just three women... Were sexually assaulted. Well, there was that nurse. She was being like harassed, but she, she was. She never, was being. Like, yeah, that was that was sexually assaulted. Not... And you could say that that woman in that apartment was po- possibly being raped. Probably. So any of the women involved with any of the gang members in this. Uh, but in the this the movie, maid. Oh, man. She. That's not. It's rough to watch. The maid. Yeah, because that was like. Intense. It was rough to watch. It was like it was intense. In the first movie, it was rough to watch. But it wasn't like as long. It was like very like quick. And it also didn't you show also a lot. right there wasn't the nudity in well, your they, face. They showed like her naked. 
You saw yep. you saw boobs. But it wasn't. It was quick flashes. Yeah. We're just talking degrees of horrible things. Yes. This was just so. In this one, we, we, we pick up with Paul Kersey. He's in Los Angeles it's now. Five years later. Five even years though later. Eight years real time. That's okay. Five years uh-huh. time has passed. He's in L.A. now, not Chicago where we left him before. No, there's a movie we don't get to see. He transferred. He met a friend, uh-huh. old friend in Chicago. Who, yeah, worked with the radio station. They say he transferred out to a branch. Yeah. That's also how he probably met his lady. Yeah, she works so at the he station. probably decided to move out there for uh-huh. her. And we don't know what happened to Jack, his son-in-law, but his daughter has been he, moved. Well, he, yeah, his son-in-law was yeah, back Yeah, he New bailed. York. Yeah, he, we know he bailed so, he because he had enough. Because he bailed, he probably decided to move Carol out to L.A. Correct. Like, I want to have her closer to me. Uh-huh. Jack's not around. Yeah, that worked out. It worked... Well, it was working out. Mm. She was getting better. She was. She was, like, talking. Yep, real happy. Sometimes, and she was, like... She became a teenager. She did de-age somehow. You know, when you... When you're in a mental institution in New York... Go on. And then you move cross-country to L.A. Go on. There's a time difference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then, because the time difference, okay, and all the electroshock therapy that was probably going on, a lot of somehow it. you de-age. Mm-hmm. You turn into true. You're younger than what you were. You are younger than. They you definitely, think. they obviously replaced uh, that actress. And uh, as far as people from the other movie, the only one they replaced was her. Yeah. Because we they, get because they still yeah they needed his daughter. Yeah. Obviously, you needed to have her. Got to just drive, just because, dig the knife in deeper. Because man. So he's out with his daughter and his new girlfriend. Yeah. You know, they're getting ice cream. Yeah. Flea market thing. Yeah, they are. Little shop. He gets mugged. Yeah. By some goons. A gang featuring... Uh, some... Uh, they they broke free from the Matrix. They broke free from the Matrix. Yeah. One, Lawrence Fishburne is yeah. part of this gang. Yeah. Which is interesting. Last time, Goldblum. Yeah. This time, Fishburne. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Cowboy Curtis hanging out. Ah no! <laughs> Don't call him Cowboy Curtis when he's doing rape stuff. Oh no! <laughs> he took the rape pill. He uh, I don't. He, oh. he took he took the wrong pill. He ended oh, up in, in in he's you know he's at the gang hang. Mm, that's and... enough. <laughs> that's enough. No gang hangs today. But the, but what about gang dance? Because the, their gang hang sometimes was a gang dance. They just like to dance on a stage in a park. Well, I saw you doing that one time. <laughs> I saw you and one of our listeners. <laughs> our listeners? Yeah, he's a friend. You guys were just dancing on the stage. Oh, okay. You had a boombox. You were playing some 2 Live crew. I'm... I I must have been on some heavy. You drugs. were on drugs. That's what like everyone in this movie. Oh man, yeah, I must have been on some real heavy. When you take that PCP, you want to dance. <sighs> I guess. Uh, I was wondering if this was Lawrence Fishburne's like first movie. It was not. He was in a few other movies before this and some TV shows and stuff. So this was not like a case like Jeff Goldblum uh, first. But yeah. uh, Lawrence Fishburne, you know, he's one of these gang members along with. Uh, I think it was like four or five other guys total because there was the three, yeah, one to one, uh huh. So it was a total of six guys, six guys. Yeah, it wasn't good. And these guys they mug him. Paul, you know, chases the one guy down, kind of just 
Whatever. Takes he it. lets him live. Let's him live because he, he's turned a new leaf in his life. That was his mistake. That was his moment. He's like, I should have killed that guy. Yeah. Well, that would just would have been one guy less that would have done yeah, the but damage. Should have killed him. Should have killed him. And, uh, you know, they move, they go on their way. Um, Paul's, uh, housekeeper is at the house making yes. a lovely dinner. She's looking, so, she's making some tamales. Lots of good tamales and taco treats and... And, uh, but these guys have his address. They assume he has some sort of money. He does. But they don't really care about the money. They just... Well, they did before they saw that somebody was there. Yeah, they got distracted by rape. But, yeah, by their, by their needs... Oh my god, their needs. Their needs and their wants. These guys rip like every day. They seem like they were doing a Nobody lot. needs that. No. I meant sexual needs. That's what I mean. Like there's sexual, there's these craving, how much drugs is it? The, what? The, god. There's craving. Oh my just god. Like sexually assault women. Oh my god. Uh, it is, they see her in the house, they get real excited. Yeah. They bust in, they do steal stuff. Because they mentioned, the one guy mentions, like, while you guys are doing this, I'm going to do yeah. things. So, uh, well, at first they, they, you know, go to, like, rape her right in the middle of the living room. But everyone's, like, fighting over it. They're all getting too excited. Oh and then they God. take her in the bedroom. And who knows how long, but yeah. time has passed. Nirvana, Nir- the man known as Nirvana, said take, him to, take her into the bedroom. Yeah, he seemed, Oh, yeah, have some common decency. Go rape her in the he bedroom. He seemed kind of like the leader-ish. Though... From a distance, he looked like the dumbest one of the He group. was an idiot. He looked like a Neanderthal. <laughs> right. Well, they found a big guy to be, like, you know, the main threat. Yeah. So eventually. He, he he actually looked like, it's in, like, Streets of Rage. There's, like, the bad guys that almost look like Andre the Giant. And that guy kind of looks like those guys a little bit with the Afro thing going on. Um, yeah, but bad things happen from here. The... The house housekeeper is raped, not murdered yet. She's raped, uh-huh. uh huh, to no end by every one of them. Oh my god! And then Paul comes home. Yeah, with with his with his daughter, his daughter who has been and re- right there. It was like, no. oh my god, no, not good. Nah, I didn't. I really didn't think like when she didn't get involved. Like when it was the housekeeper, uh-huh. I was like. I was like, it's bad enough. It's the housekeeper. They're friends. Like we, di- like it's bad enough. It's That'd be friend. enough. That'd be enough to set it's them enough. off. Yeah. Like we don't. Like okay, Carol, no. she's, you know, she's still messed up. Someone thought it. Someone thought it wasn't enough, and Paul's fate was changed and, again. And it was changed again because he gets knocked out. The housekeeper gets killed when she's she going gets, to dial nine one one. She gets hit in the head with a crowbar multiple times. And that does it. And. His daughter gets kidnapped. Yep. They take her to some... Well, it's it's going to be a movie where a guy has to go save his daughter. It's like Taken, right? Okay, well, well you would keep, think... Oh, well, keep going. So she gets raped at their warehouse oh, hangout. Oh, fuck. And after being raped, you almost... you know, I almost thought, like, oh, she kind of just let this happen to escape. No. She made her decision. She calmly buttoned up her blouse. And I was like, this is it. Yep. She started running. She ran. She jumped out a window. They're on a two-story warehouse floor. She might. She would have lived. Maybe. Maybe a broken leg. Uh she would have. The, the, they would have killed her. She would have hit her head. Yeah, probably. But she doesn't get to hit her head. No, she jumps out a window and lands on a fence that is just spiked, like a spike. Covered in spikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is impaled. And she's done. 
And she's done. Carol's done. I was literally just like taken aback. I couldn't believe that that was the death of that of his daughter, R- raped again by another gang. Yep. Five years later. Yep. And then basically commits suicide. She's. I'm done with this. And she goes. Like, man. And you thought Paul was in a bad place last time. This time he sees the guys. He knows what they Absolutely. Like. He knows exactly the who they are. The cops are asking. He's not asking the cops this time. No, he doesn't care. The cops are asking him, and he's like. Paul knows what to do now. I don't. He. he it's it's very obvious. He's like. All right. Nope, I didn't. I don't know what they look like. He doesn't like. even get. Like, you never see him get mad. No. He Like, you can tell he's sad, obviously, but he's just like, okay. This is how I process his grief. Yeah, the way the way you can see the any sort of sadness really is the uh, ignoring his girlfriend. Yeah, at first, when he first uh-huh. he kind of goes off, does like a little retreat. Well, the only reason why he yeah he pays attention, he's chopping wood, getting in shape, getting his muscles nice and firm, yeah, so he can jump off buildings. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so again, so we can become revenge man. The... <laughs> yeah, this is like if the first movie was like the it's like. Almost like the prequel. No, it's called Revenge Man, The Beginning. Yeah. And this is Revenge Man, The Pursuit. Yeah, this is Revenge Man in full pursuit. Uh-huh. He is full-on Revenge Man. He even gets, a, like, in a little attire. Going to the thrift store, buy yourself a cool hat and some clothes you don't care about. Get some gloves. Rent yourself a murder room in a sleazy hotel. 50 bucks like, a 50 month. 50 bucks a month? I mean, it was a shithole. But like fifty bucks a month is still insane. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it was a shithole, but still very insane. And yeah, he is full on revenge man this time. He's Here's got a, He's got a one one pistol hiding in his shoes. In his yeah, in his house. In his closet. Which he ends up hiding. Um, he moves all of his murder gear to his little murder room. Murder home. Uh huh. And yeah, he becomes full on like before we had joked about revenge man, but last time it wasn't necessarily revenge; it was more. Like grief man, grief man, yeah. Grief. This is it was grief man turns into revenge man, mm-hmm. and because this time he he knows the guys what they look like, and he's out on the prowl to yeah, he's, fucking go after these guys. He's killed ten people. The cops only know he killed nine. Right. Who knows what he did in Chicago? Clearly, he was doing shit in Los Angeles, and they got wind of it, so it 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 warranted attention. Chicago evidently. Didn't warrant any attention that they knew about, that we knew about. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it do, uh, yeah. Chicago really doesn't matter much to us. It should, but we don't really know what happened there. It's a movie we'll never see. He, uh, yeah, and he starts going after these guys. And it is just like, he finds the mullet guy first. Uh-huh. And, uh, That's his one catch for one, one, one liner before he kills him. Because the guy's got a cross on his neck. Yeah. And he asks him, hey, do you believe in Jesus? He goes, yes. The guy says that. And then Paul goes, you're about to meet him. And then he shoots him. Just. And he blows him shoots away. Shoots him through his hand. Yep. Over the. In, yeah, into the chest and then uh-huh. shoots the guy again. But uh-huh. during that, he also shot another guy. He didn't. Because that guy was involved in a drug deal. He let the other two guys go. He did. And that's how you know this time that Paul is on a mission. Uh-huh. And anybody who gets in the way is going to be a casualty. Yeah. Like that guy pulled out a gun uh-huh. and he can't take a chance. <laughs> nope, got to go. But the other two guys were like, you know, mm-hmm. like put their hands up and he's like, get the fuck out of here. Yep. Willing to let yeah, them leave. go. Yeah. And uh, not the only person he let go too, because he let go of the one, one of the guys in the parking garage too, 
to chase X so I can go after the other guy who was the guy that he rem- rem- remembered. He did. That's true. So the one, so one guy got away then, but uh, he kills that guy with the mullet, and that's kind of just like the you know the beginning of the end. We get two dead, get two dead bodies already. Two dead bodies. Uh-huh. He kills easily ten people in this movie. Did you keep little literal? I track? lost track at one point because he so he killed that guy, mullet guy, casualty. Then he killed, um. During the one rape that was happening, yeah, he stopped. Were, he stopped a rape. He stopped a rape. So he, during that scene, he killed um, two casualties, and then one guy he was looking for. Uh-huh. So that was five. Yeah, and then oh, the gun battle scene. And then so the gun track. battle scene when he ends up finding the other three guys, including Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, the guys who are, are dancing at the gang hang. They um, he. Follows them to like a drug deal where they're selling drugs for guns to a gun-toting Elton John, and uh, rainbow suspenders. Ra- Elton John. <laughs> well, he had like a bright pink shirt. He was Elton he had John. Big giant glasses. Right. He was Elton. John. It was it was very much yeah. an Elton John look. He killed. Um, he killed Elton John. One of Elton John's partners. Yeah, EJ and EJ's friends took a hit. And then, I think he only had one other guy with him. Then he killed those two guys there. Yeah. And then he killed Wilson, so that's ten. Yeah. Wilson, a.k.a. Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. I don't think he killed anybody else. No. In that time, so another ten. That's twenty total people he's killed. And this is not like, you know, in a movie like a, a First Blood, well, First Blood didn't kill anybody, but... Uh, yeah, because they're all cops. Well, the one guy falls out of the helicopter. I don't know if you attribute that to he made it, John. That guy does not live. Yeah, he's okay. There's no way. He's he so has spent some time it's in a wheelchair. So he's okay. So uh, you can attribute that to John, but uh, I think most he had, of the a, they, he had a limp the rest the, of his most life. Most of the time they say that he, I think, zero kills in the first one. But it's not like a Rambo, you know, like two and then three. Uh, which when you think about Rambo three, it kind of glorifies Afghanistan a little bit. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, because we're we're done telling our PTSD story about a guy home from Vietnam who isn't wanted and who's having a tough time. We're just on the it switches quickly into pro America. Fuck yeah, destroy well, everyone. Two kind of does, but two is is kind of a fuck you because a two is a group of people using a vet. To yeah. say that they sent somebody to go find POWs Correct. to really just leave them for dead. That's true. So yeah, government because still sucks. Because he ends up coming back to that guy at the yeah, end. Yeah, government still sucks. And kills that guy. Yeah, government still sucks. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, in that one. That's true. But then three, yeah. he goes in with Trotman to save Trotman. Trotman's kidnapped yeah, yeah. in Afghanistan. Yep, yep. So he, he goes in and the body count in that one's really high. Yeah, because there's like tanks and shit. Yeah. And then, obviously, in the one that's just called Rambo, there's a lot of body count, too. Uh-huh. And that's when he murders a man point-blank range. Yes, with, with a like machine a 50 gun. With, like, a 50-caliber. Yeah, boom! <laughs> My God, that guy gets ripped apart! He does. So, you know, that, those have body counts, and that's, like, Rambo. He's, like, fucking jacked, ready to go. Paul Kersey is just, like, a guy. He's a ripped man, though. We don't see him without his shirt off a lot, like we did in the no, first one. No, he's older, so maybe he didn't want to do it. Oh, uh, he didn't want to show He's his, eight years how, older. How ripped he was. He's, like, 60 years old by this time. He was chopping wood like nobody's fucking business. And 
But still, but even though he is kind of, you know, more in shape, he's still just kind of a guy. Correct. Paul Kersey's just a guy who builds fucking... He's an architect. Correct. So he's just a guy. He's not like... He's not a Stallone. No. He's not a Schwarzenegger. He's just a guy. Uh So for just a guy who's the good guy Uh to kill 20 people... Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you're you're also fighting people who aren't like nobody here is like a trained fighter. It's gang members and a guy who just has an, a vendetta. Yeah. To kill. Yeah, revenge man is just powered by revenge. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets his revenge because he kills all ten of those guys. the The shootout is unfortunate because uh, actually, partway through the movie. The inspector from the original movie comes back, and he I does. like that. I like that they brought him back. Yep, it connects it. it, he, it it's a universe. Though, because they bring him back because the L.A. cops reach out to them, to New York, to be like, hey, you guys had a vigilante five years ago. Yeah. Would How you, did you deal with it? And we're like, oh, we let him go. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, shit, we let him go. If this shit comes back on us, if he gets caught, he throws us under the bus, we're screwed. Uh-huh. So to cover their ass, they send that inspector out to yes. L.A. Basically, not to catch Paul Kersey. To stop him. To stop him and make him, like, just kind of go away. Again, like the first movie, they wanted to just have him kill him. He's like, well, I ain't killing him. Yeah. They just wanted to make him stop uh-huh. so he doesn't get caught so they can just be okay way over in New York. And unfortunately, that inspector, while following Paul Kersey, uh, you know... He notices that during the sh- during the drug deal for the guns, there's a guy up in the tree that's eventually going to spot Paul. Yeah. That Paul didn't account for. No. And he, you know, causes the disturbance. There was a pretty cool taxi bus chase scene. There was that a, also a, happened. a pretty fun little scene there. And yeah. uh, especially when he ripped a $50 bill in half and told that cab- cabbie he was going to get it later. That guy never got his money. No, but you know that guy took off the second he heard gunshots. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. All right. Because <laughs> he also told that guy, like, if you hear gunshots, don't move. Don't worry yeah, about it. It's a training it. session. It's training. Yeah, target practice. Oh, no, no, okay. Well, target I can... practice in this place that you just asked this guy what where you're at. <laughs> Literally just asked him when he got out of the cab, what is this place? You know that the cab driver stuck around for a little bit. He's like, I don't know what this guy's guy crazy, but I want this money. Then the gunshots, he's like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I don't need this money that bad. Nope. So in the, during that gunfight, the inspector is sadly uh, just destroyed. He gets shot a bunch Ma- of times. By a machine gun. By a machine gun. By Nirvana. He gets him. Yeah. He does. It is him. And, uh, you know, in his you know dying words, he tells Paul, you know, kill the yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. Paul's like... Did he say that, motherfucker or son of a bitch? I said motherfucker. He's, he said motherfucking son of a bitch. He didn't say that. <laughs> I thought he said motherfucker for some he, reason. He, I think he did too. But, uh, and then he's, you know. Paul's like, Paul was shocked that he took a bullet for him. Yeah, he's like, you did this for me. He's like, well, it was either you or them. Yeah. So, so rather so, yeah. it be them. Yeah. So. he could, The inspector could have hid behind something. He was kind of out in plain sight. Uh, poor hiding on his part. He was... He did shoot a couple guys. He so did. He was like trying to like play his part. But like Paul but... was behind a tree. Just get behind a tree, dude. Yeah. Not good. No. And and during this whole time, Paul is still trying to have some sort of relationship with his girlfriend. Absolutely. And he he kind of wasn't, but I think that was still just part of that grieving process. No, I, I don't think died. I don't think he still he ever was. I think he was already done. 
even when he eventually proposes to her. The point is, she's becoming suspicious of what he's doing. Because, like, he changes the locks on yeah. purpose so she can't get in. But then he but gives when her another key. Because she starts to call him on it. So he's like, he's like, Paul knows. He's and like, And the inspector's talking to her. And so Paul knows, like, all right, I gotta stop being weird. I'm getting called out. Here's a key. And I kind of feel like the uh, going to Acapulco thing was, like, a way to get away after yeah. the last kill. Yep, I'm just leaving. If he needed to. Absolutely. Uh, but the last, the to get the last kill on the character Nirvana took a lot of it took. It was like the last half hour of the movie. It was, yeah. Uh, you know, it took a lot of uh, skill on Paul's part. Yeah. Uh, for one, finding getting the police scanner from the radio station. That was, was very easy. That was very convenient. They were just gonna throw one out. Yeah. So here, go have this, Paul. And then he found out where he lived. Yeah. Sadly, that didn't work out. No, because well, the cops had it undercover. Yeah, I think that wouldn't have worked out for Paul so well in the first place because all of a sudden he's in there. They hear gunshots from the inside. They're running in. Right. They got guys all over. Right. Paul might not. They saw him jumping on the roof. Yeah. To infiltrate this building to kill the guy before the cops came and killed him or took him into custody. Yeah. And how about that? They took him into custody. They didn't shoot his ass. After he punched all those. He people. punched all those cops. They tried to tase him. Excuse me, didn't work out because he's jacked on PCP, which is why the taser didn't work. He didn't feel it. Yeah. And then he th- he's throwing cops like it's nope. a wrestling match. Yeah. I think the one of the I'm gonna say right now one of the reasons they didn't shoot him is because he killed the cop. He's a, he's a cop killer, well, and they don't kill him. He is a cop killer. That he killed. Well, he killed a cop from New York. Well, st- but, uh, well hold on. But he, he's not armed. No. And there's like a ton of them. Yeah. So, I they mean. They figure they can get him. They figure, they do. They just all pile on top of him uh-huh. and they got him. Or they could have just chased him. I guess they could have shot him in the leg or something. But Cops the, don't do that. But the the one cop does yell that there are people all over the place. Right. And they didn't really secure the area. They didn't, They no. made it seem like they were all undercover. Uh-huh. So I get that. Because what if you're just shooting blindly? This guy's running like a maniac. You're trying to shoot this guy and you shoot an innocent My point is it was it was good detective work and they saved his life. They did. Which... If he was black, maybe that might not have happened. Los Angeles, black guy in PCP. In 1982. Let, you know, let's just arrest him. <laughs> no. Somebody's getting shot. Yeah, so, somebody's definitely getting shot. Cop killer? Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, uh... He, you know, and then he got put into the, like, uh... Hmm. Hospital, mental ward in the hospital. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little, not as much social commentary in this one no. as the last one. That's that little, that meat was gone. But there was a little bit, because there was a senator that talked about, you know, it was against the death penalty. It didn't yeah. make any sense. That was the extent of that. Yeah. There was no commenting on it. He, that was just his opinion. Yeah, that was just his, like, one little thing that it was a and side Paul, story for his girlfriend. And Paul, didn't, girlfriend. Paul didn't become a, cra- like a crazy right-wing maniac. He wasn't talking about, you know, how he's for the death penalty, because... Honestly, Paul probably isn't for the death penalty, but he's like, no. He is the death penalty. Yeah, I'm just going to kill you. Yeah, I can do this better than you can. That's yeah. fine. That's okay. And Paul has to... You mean Revenge Man. Revenge Man has to, uh, you know, get... He has to go to the lengths of going to the hospital, getting a fake badge. Oh, he's got he's got a fun little hobby here. Yeah, it's like a whole a, process yeah. to get this some last people, guy. Some people build trains. He builds fake identities and murder people in a hospital. Yeah. Hmm? And it's just so convenient. He goes to the hospital, you know, gets in, 
uh, weasels his way into the hospital, gets his uh, in the room with the guy all alone. He befriends the guy. One of the the nurses or guards lets him in. Yeah, and this guy talks about conveniently. Well, he talks <laughs> about shock therapy and how they don't do it anymore because it's all therapy now, and I guess it's a pussy move. Yeah, he kind of made that a comment. Yeah, that was the good one. And yeah. but then he conveniently told Paul about the machine being there, the shock therapy. Well, he just wanted because this guy misses the days when you could just shock the yeah. fuck out of somebody. And so Paul gets in the room with Nirvana. Yeah. For the final showdown. Uh huh. Paul gets stabbed quite a few times. He does. And he absolutely does. He uh he has a tussle with him. Doesn't get to shoot him. Probably better off that it went that way because everybody would have heard the gunshot. True. Something else happens instead. Yeah. Nirvana punches the machine. Uh-huh. And Paul turns it on and he gets electrocuted yep. to death. Yep. Kind of wish there was a little bit better fate for him, but I guess it was no, kind of over the top. Tor- it's torture. It All was right. torture for him. And he was the ringleader. And then the nurse guard guy. Yeah. Basically, like, Paul... The guy comes back in the room and sees Paul, and Paul's yep. all bloody. Paul is sitting calmly in a chair because he expects he's done. Like, he's expecting yeah. to go to jail. He's like, I did my job. All right. I'm, I My fate, take me wherever you're going to take me. I mean, he re- he expected to kill this guy and probably just walk out. Yeah, but he first. got stabbed too much. He knows, like, I'm done. Yeah. And this guy is like, oh, I heard about you in the paper. Because he mentions, the, oh, the wife and yeah, he, her. Paul says right away. He, my daughter. He was, raped yeah. He raped and murdered my daughter. Guy's like, I know. I heard about it. I'll give you three minutes. Yeah, he lets Three Paul minutes, go. Paul. Okay. Guy smiles. He's like, cool. And Paul gets away. Yeah, he does. Clean. Costs him his marriage, though. His potential future marriage. Yeah. she uh, She finds the... One of the forgeries. If he just didn't screw up that first one. How many copies did he make? It's just a made up name. It could have been Peter Carl. No, but what happened was he had to make it look exactly like the way they looked at the hospital. So when he was writing it, there was a line. Uh Uh-huh. And he wrote like Dr. Yeah. I think the guy's name was Pat. It was something Carter. Yeah. He wrote Pat real big and then he ran out of space. Oh. He went like this car and he ran out of space. So oh, he had to okay. make it all fit on one line, so he had to th- he had to scrap that one. But if he didn't screw that one up, nope, she wouldn't have seen it. Nope, so they she... could have been hanging out in Acapulco. Nope, but she takes off her ring, and he loses his sweet radio personality, babe. She doesn't British reality. But you know what? He personality, need her radio be- personality, babe. He doesn't need her because he's out. No, he doesn't need any attachment to humanity anymore. Now he's just full on revenge man. Yeah, at the end, he is revenge man. But he's does back he? Out it, on the streets. He's, yeah, he's roaming the streets. So I mean, it's and they have all the gunshots go off. Yeah, as it cuts to different blocks of the city. So he, yeah, uh, he is full on Punisher. He is revenge Punisher. man is in full force. Yeah, he's like, well, this is all I can do now. I hope he still works his real estate job there during the day. He is as far as this. He's, a, he's doing his architecture. Yeah, then that night he goes out. Yeah, because one of his buddies that he's designing the house for is like, hey, Paul, I keep calling you at night. Could you pick up? Oh, I don't answer the phone much anymore. Yeah. I just don't do that. They zoomed in on him. Yeah. He was he real... said, what did he say at the end? <sighs> he said, I don't answer the phone much anymore because I just kill people at night. <laughs> he tells his friend that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, Paul, you jokester. Like, yep. They die. About 10 people so far. Yeah. 20 oh. total. 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Count my New York points. Leveling up. Yeah. <laughs> Level up. Yep. 
20 people this guy killed. Uh-huh. They were all pieces of shit. Absolutely. This one didn't make me laugh as much as the first one. Because when he just kills random muggers, it's so funny. Because he's like, give me your wallet. Bam, bam. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, those people aren't even like, I mean, they're, I mean, they're still doing bad stuff, but they're not like killing anybody or raping anybody. Right, or, killing, or the guys he kills in this movie isn't funny. It's just like, yeah, good, get him out of here. Yeah. But in the first one, the character just steals There wallet. are some funny moments in the movie, but this, it's just, this one's like just brutal. Yeah. It's just like, because he's, he's on a mission. He, uh-huh. Very specific mission. Last time, it was a mission to just kill muggers and clean the streets. Yep. He's like, this is an epidemic. Because they played it, the whole movie plays up as an epidemic. So he's just part of this, you know, him, what happens to him in the first one, his family is just, you know, part of, you know, a symptom of the disease, which is the muggers. So if I can just get rid of more muggers, we'll be fine. Yeah. And I like when the his girlfriend goes to talk to him in the... When when the inspector first talks to her, yeah, and she's like, "Paul, do you kill muggers?" <laughs> he's like, "What? What are you talking about?" And then he's like, "Oh, that cop is bothering you from New York. He's here." Yeah. Well, you know what he told me? He told me don't kill muggers. Yeah. Why would he say that? Uh, I don't know. I was under yeah, I was under suspicion. I had to leave town. He kept harassing me. Not that because, doesn't sound weird. Not because. Yeah, one cop harasses you, you leave you up and leave you. I left. Oh, I left my. I left the last time I left. I lived in because a cop well, was suspecting me of murder. Yeah, my daughter was there in a sanitarium, so I drove halfway across the country away from her, just to live a new life in Chicago. This and then I took a long train. And ride, then and right? then I met a friend, and then I decided to move all the way to Los Angeles, as far away from New York as I can get. Oh, I forgot to mention that when Elton John guy got shot, sure, his car went oh, yeah. out of control it and did. drove off a cliff. It did and smashed. And at first, I didn't think it was gonna blow up, uh-huh. and then it did blow. It up. It did blow up. It had to. <sighs> there was no choice. It could have been full of explosives too. That could have made sense. Yeah. He had a lot of weapons and yeah, shit. Yeah, he did have a lot of weapons. I was really expecting uh, Paul to get one of those guns. He, he'll get a rocket launcher eventually. <laughs> I stand by it. It's gonna happen. It probably will. <sighs> I mean, these movies have now been. Uh, they were like fully, you know, uh, normal. Paramount did the last one. Sure. And uh, now the Canon Film Group. I think this is just before they started calling themselves Canon Films because I don't. Mm. It might have said the Canon Film Group, but it didn't have that sweet like Canon logo. No, it did not. And uh, but the Golan and Globus, the two cousins, uh-huh. they are full on, you know, involved. They when they made a lot of these movies, they were like involved in the creative process. Of course, they would be. They want to make movies. Oh yeah, they. I mean, they would do uh, whatever they could to make movies. They, they're just some really interesting, uh, interesting Israeli dudes who just wanted to make. They literally like if you watch the the documentary about Canon Films, uh, which I highly, highly recommend. It's called The Wild and Wonderful. Oh, fuck, what's that called? It is called. Yeah, look it up now. Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films. I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. I highly recommend watching it. They talk about them acquiring like these these big these actors yeah. for these movies cuz they not only did it with with Charles Bronson. Yeah. You know, they took an actor who was like of this t- one time and brought a sequel back. They did it with um hmm. Chuck Norris. Yeah. And the missing in action movies. Yeah, there was one of those. And then they brought him back and made brought a bunch. him back and made more. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just like, cool. they kind of, but they kind of remade Chuck Norris into a, a, a different style of action star. Because uh-huh. he was like a martial arts. Yeah, then he became an action. And it was like them, though. They like, kind of did that. Yeah. And they and they they did it again here with Charles Bronson making more sequels to Death Wish, uh, but they they literally just they these these two Israeli guys they just wanted to make they just wanted to have fun and make movies. I'm okay with having fun, because what else they made? I mean, they did Masters of the Universe, yeah, which we previously well we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but we've talked about it. We have, yeah, briefly here yep, and there. That's true. And you know, uh, Breaking the movie Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, hence the title of the yeah. documentary. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. There's a way way back episode when Anime Dan was on the show. We did cover Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. It is a, an absurdly fantastic film. It is, it's a dance movie. It's about rap and dance. Oh my god! And it's in the eighties. It's like a pre like hard gangsta Ice T in it. Yeah, he's not like a main star, but it's before he was like full on like, like you know like a hardcore gangster rapper. Absolutely. Uh, he's in it, but there's some. It's a really bizarre movie. There's like a, a scene where a guy dances in his like little house, and the house is like moving. Oh no! And he's dancing on the ceilings and stuff. They use like the same mechanism from like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. They like spun the room around. I don't know what that means. You know, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, when it turns? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's like that same thing for yeah. the guy to dance. It's just an absurd fucking movie. And the movie's called Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, it sounds rough. This is <laughs> when you're calling. I mean, that that subtitle has b- turned into like a cult joke of itself. When people say sequel titles, they're yeah. like, what's that going to be called? You know, like. Fucking Fight Club 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, why not? Shit like that. It's always like a go-to uh, a joke. And those guys. But like they, they they knew what they were doing, uh, you know, and making these movies. But one thing that's interesting that you find out in the canon, uh, the documentary, is that not only did they, they you know, they had these properties like um, they got the Death Wish and they, and they had... Um, The hmm. Delta Force movies yeah. and everything, missing in action, whatever. They uh, these guys uh, at one point had a deal with Marvel. Oh jeez, it's it it's it's talked about in the movie. They were gonna make a Spider Man movie. Oh no, they had posters mocked up. For oh it. no, they never put anything into production, but they had like these like Spidey mock, had to wait. Yeah, mock posters and everything, and yeah, these guys. Uh, I mean, Canon Films is is a huge huge contributor to this podcast. It is. Uh, you Invasion USA. Yep, of course. Fantastic film. Yep. And that's a canon film. It is. Uh, in the past, we've done the uh, Ninja Revenge of the Ninja movies. Those, I mean, I mean, we've done. We can. I mean, just keep going. But they. It's funny because we we're talking about the sequels they got. Mm-hmm. They also tor- towards the tail end of the Superman movies. They unfortunately, which is regarded as the worst of the Superman movies, Superman for the Quest for Peace. They made that one. Oh no. And they just got a hold of just like. These movies and these contracts and wheeling, yeah. wheeling and dealing, doing wheeling and dealing, doing and, just, thing. Yep. and just making these. And you know they're known for 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 that and making some like a lot of Jean Claude movies early on, and you know they're they're pumping them out. And they did so with all these Death Wish movies. Uh, Death Wish Five though, huh. which they, I, it doesn't you can't find it anywhere. Oh. 
it was made after the fact, after Canon Films went bankrupt. Uh-huh. And I think one of the Golan or Globus, one of the two, they have a, they have a, you find sure. out in the documentary they have a falling out. Sure. Huge falling out mm-hmm. to one point where one is, tr- they, they're both making movies about the Forbidden Dance. I, yeah, this I know about and yeah. I don't. And they're both trying to make them come out at the same time. Like one uh, it's weird. Weird. Not a part of like, that. Like, why did they both, I don't even know. Anyways, so... The it was fi- a dream they the had. <laughs> the fifth uh, Death Wish movie is one of their like things. You can't find it anywhere. It's not available on DVD. It's not available on YouTube. What if you? How else could it, you find it? It really apparently it, it most people uh, don't regard it as a like final movie because it's apparently god awful. Well, it was a disaster. Well, we have to find it. I I, I'm, I keep trying to find it. We better find uh, it. It's, it's called Death Wish Five. Death Wish 5, The Face of Death. Well, you better find it. And uh, it did. It, it barely made it to theaters. It holds a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's uh, it's a rough, it's a rough, rough. Get it. Rough movie, apparently. Yeah, Look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep, I'm, trust me, I'm going to keep attempting for us. Uh, it's the... Oh well, this might be a this might be a spoiler for the other movies. I yeah, to, don't I yeah, get out of here. It was just something that this the, that one features that the the that that's the other one that that one has doesn't have something that the other ones all have. Rocket launchers. Well, we've watched two movies without rocket launchers. Oh, oh, I I re, I listened to what you said as the opposite. Yeah, that one has something that that, that one doesn't have something that all the other movies have. Okay, Charles Bronson. <laughs> no, he's in it. Oh, okay. Um, you're thinking of the Bruce Willis one. That one doesn't have Charles Bronson. It's true, Charles and it Bron- does take place in Chicago. The new one does. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Bruce wow. Willis does take. It does take place in Chicago. Because I, I, everybody regards Chicago as you know. You know. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Rom. Thanks, Obama. Oh, Rama. If they work together, it's fine. It's true. Uh, but I, I, this one was still fun, though. It's still a good, it's still a cool movie. It is. It's still like. It's not, it's not cheesy. It's no, it's badass. It's Charles Bronson being fucking Paul Kersey. He's being that yeah. awesome guy. The Kersenator. Yeah. It's funny because they, you know, um,. They went on to make a slew of these kind of movies with guys that just kind of just do whatever they want. Sure, yeah. Cobra is one. The American Dream. Cobra is one about a guy who is a cop. Uh huh. Who just does whatever he wants. Cool. Sounds like a good guy to me. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone just yep. being a badass. His name is Alex Cobretti. Nice. Cobra, and he just, he literally in that movie he kills so many people. He kills more people than probably. Bronson and uh, Eastwood as uh, Dirty Harry. And Dirty Harry, like oh, Dirty man. Harry is like a corrupt like cop guy, but yeah. like uh, or dirty cop. Yeah. But Cobra is just like a fucking mowing down everybody. That's the American dream, man. That, uh, just take matters into your own hands. You don't need anybody else. You can do it yourself. Got a problem? Pick up a gun. Thanks, America. Thanks, America. But why can't people understand it's fun to watch a movie about that? It doesn't have to be real fucking life. No, it doesn't have to be real life. There's there's fiction and reality. They're different things, Corey. I hate to break it to you. I know you want Death Wish to be real, but it's not. I don't want it to be real. I don't want a man to go around just murdering people. You also don't want his whole family raped and killed? I don't want that either. I don't want anything that's happened in any of these movies to happen to anybody in real life. But sadly, it does. 
feel like this one, that's why these movies are more like, even though this one's a little, I mean, it's not really over the top, but it's just a little more, because it's, it's, I'd say over the top more because it's focused killing as opposed to him just like, oh God, fucking just uh, getting rid of this crime. Yeah, random, not random muggers. It's like these specific guys yeah, gotta go. Yeah, so it's a little bit more focused, but it's like, it's still kind of grounded in reality. It is. And, and it goes back to Paul Kersey just being a guy. Uh-huh. It just, he's yeah. just Paul Kersey. Yep, just a dude. Just a dude. And uh, we're going to see that dude. Yeah, we are. In Death Wish 3. D? 3D, yeah. It's a 3D Death Wish? Yeah, this is when they, you know, the big 3D push was going down. Jason was in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jaws of, was in 3D. A lot of guns looking at the camera. Yeah. Being like, what's up? I'm a gun. That's, I don't, know, I don't think the guns talk. This isn't Roger Rabbit. They say, click, click, I'm a gun. Oh, man, I just know, I knew, I know where the next one takes place. Where? Uh, just by the the poster. Just that where it says he's back in New York bringing justice. Oh to the no! It's, so it's one of those third movies that brings it back to the original, like Die Hard. Yeah. Oh no. Well, no. Yeah. It brings it back because it's connected. To well, the main in villain. the first movie, it's in L.A. Yeah, but yeah, it's but from the, New York. Yeah, but the villain in the first movie is the streets of New York. So we're dealing with the same villain connection in the third movie. We went away. We came back. Right. We didn't go to a different city. We're, so we're going to get Simon? We're going to get the brother to the... One of the guys? I hope so. <laughs> one of the random guys? It'll be a Velociraptor this time. Jeff Goldblum's brother? Yeah, they had no idea. Why was there a Velociraptor in this movie? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, in the future, he'll be in a dinosaur movie. Uh, there was a Lost World connection. The guy with the mullet yeah. in this movie is in Lost World. He plays that doctor with like the long hair. Yeah, he's a... Um, shoot. He's a, inspired by... Ah, fuck. I, don't, I, I forget the doctor's name. The specific archaeologist. He thought T-Rexes were scavengers, which is a silly idea. It's, uh, his name's Robert Burke. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not... Play. I don't give a fuck about his character in the movie. The actual scientist that he's... Type in, paleo, type in something about dinosaur scientists. Just search it. Do you figure that out? Maybe it'll say in his thing who he's inspired by. It absolutely will. Jack Horner, boom, baby. Jack Horner, boom, real guy. Click his, click his picture. Is that a, is that a link? Oh no 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 no. Burke's character is an homage to real life paleontologist Robert Baker. Yeah, Baker's ideas have often clashed with those of Jack Horner. Interesting. Yeah, so Robert Baker had a theory that dinosaurs were warm blooded. He did. So that's the Burke character is the same as there. See, the, found it. The Baker character got there. But that that guy is in this movie. So uh-huh. there's your you have two Jurassic Park Jurassic Park the Lost World connections, in, in Death Wish one and Death Wish two. And Ian Mel uh, Jeff Goldblum is in Lost World. So those two guys are in the same movie. That's what I just said. I know. You said there was a connect. No, you said a connection. Yeah. To yeah. Lo- to Lost World. Those okay. two guys. That's true. <laughs> In my head, I just wrote it as. Jurassic I understand. Park. I understand what you, I understand. You thought I was just saying Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm. I'm done talking now. Yeah, it's fine. I'm done talking too. Good. So yeah, next week on the podcast, Death, Death Wish three, 1985. He's back in New York. No inspector this time, sadly, because that guy's dead. His brother. His brother will be around. His brother will be around. So we'll see what happens with uh, with Paul Kersey. What he's up to, uh, you know, in Death Wish three. And uh, so that's next week on the podcast. 
And uh, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm still here. And Nick's still here. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst.